Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to the Marketing Money Podcast on this uh, COVID pandemic separation podcast. Josh and I are miles apart, yet we're coming together to give you more marketing ideas on the Marketing Money Podcast. How are you today, Mr. Mabus? You know, I told somebody the other day I'm suspending the truth during the coronavirus so I can say I'm good. I do think it was funny that... uh, Obviously, this is a, an audio content piece in a podcast, but it was funny that Josh and I tried to outdo each other on our Zoom backdrops as we started without communicating that we were going to have our own funny Zoom backdrops. And he showed up with Tiger King and I showed up with uh, a picture of myself with myself standing in front of myself. So I tried to go meta marketing picture and he just destroyed me in all comedy with this big picture of Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic right behind him. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Given no one can see this, so this will be one of those you had to be there kind of things. But anyway, with the eighties, I don't know. We'll do a little. We'll do a. Um, we'll do a little social post. Let me let me get my Joe Exotic back on there, and I'll do it. There you go. He's such a handsome man with a with a beautiful, majestic Bengal tiger, a bloody Bengal tiger. It's so weird. It's so weird. All right. So for those of you listening at home, I'm sure you've had a fun week marketing the uh, paycheck, payroll, pay time protection program which is a- aka the, 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 the headache the banker well i mean but no, it's not really a headache i mean it's it's a weird i'm not going to stand outside of ppp i did not process them and i know how stressful it was but i kind of had it from both sides because we were applying for our own so it puts a banker into a weird position it's this thing that they know absolutely helps their clients so they don't really want to complain and can't i mean to a, to a large degree it shouldn't necessarily but i mean it just was awful. Yeah. So I, I laughed that people used to make fun of, and they still do, I guess, bankers hours, like, oh, banker hours. They only work from uh, nine to three every day and they play golf stuff. Dude, for the past probably 12 days, which I know in the history of banking doesn't make up for the banker hour joke, they've been doing 12 to 14, if not 16 hour days. I've had guys, we've had bank phone calls at nine at night, we've had them at six in the morning. Uh, to process uh, these loans to uh, to help our community and our clients. And I'm sure, uh, you know, I don't like absolutes, but just about every bank is doing this in some manner, whether it be automated and straight through, whether they're running through their credit system, whether they're doing a hybrid of both. Uh, so it's been a, um, a trying time, but a time when I think banks can make up for a lot of the bank hate that came out of 08. I think people are going to be like, wow, they really, you know, they got to, uh, a nebulous program from the SBA, and then it came out with a lot of regs and guidance from Treasury, and you've had to put it all together, work with CPAs to figure out what docs you need, and yet we're trying to fund America for the next eight weeks, basically, uh, to keep them running and keep people employed and not have to go to the unemployment line. So uh, big ups and kudos to all the bankers out there. That for I mean, we work for them, but my point is, it's like, it's been crazy, absolutely crazy. To my point about, or to your point about what you just said, what I would say is there was an operative word in what you just said is can come out of this. 
And I think what we have to realize is we have to tell that story. Like inside of the people that are listening to this podcast, we know that we had some, you know, almost everyone, you know, put themselves into harm's way, worked long hours, did all that. But outside, we can be left holding the bag for a bad program. And look, when I say bad program, I'm saying that with all due respect to a thing that our government came together on, on a dime, you know, um, got it out, signed it on a Friday. You know, I was talking to somebody. and No, actually, I, I think two or three people told me this. Maybe you were one of them. It said, um, like, Friday when Congress signed it, it went to the president. That you know they had the pot, the the press release ready, you know the bank's position on it, and like it was conditional, if or when this is signed or blah blah blah, and then released it like at five you know thirty five forty five or whatever, and then the president signed it like right, like right then, so it went out and it was conditional, and you know there's there are a bunch of moving pieces in it, but I think it's un, um, out of character for a lot of our community banks, and and I understand why to pat themselves on the back for this. But I think that we have to, whether it's through ABA and we, you know, we fund some quick PR thing about what happened and let people know. I, I just think because of the nature of the virus, a lot of people don't see it, right? Uh, and the clients on the other end, I mean, which is another issue that made it more difficult, weren't getting answers, not because the banker didn't want to provide them, but the bank, but the answers weren't there to be had. I guess what I'd say to sum up all of that little ramble is, you're right, bankers. Um, did a star stalwart heroic job during this. We can change perception from from OA and any negative perception, but the big but is but it's our job to do it. No one, our clients are probably not going to do a we are the world type dedication concert to the bankers in this. So it's our job to remind people, and that may seem a little distasteful. Look how hard I worked in doing this thing. So it's. Maybe it's up to our marketing department to do a little, you know, focus on marketing departments, do a little focus on those bankers or from the top down, the CEOs to really honor. I, I talked to a CEO who was the only one, the CEO, it's a small bank, was, it was he was the only one um, authorized going into this because they didn't do a ton of SBA lending. So it, it funneled right to him. I think this is a time to go back, frankly, and do the old uh, client testimonial uh, testimony like find some clients that this helped and kept them in business and kept them going as much as they could and let them talk about it i mean what a, what a great example that as soon as you fund these loans find one of these clients who's looks good on camera is well spoken and again don't put let's take the covid thing out of it let's don't put yourself at risk by doing any marketing that would cross paths with somebody when you're on a, a shelter in place, but find those clients that'll hop on a, a call or, or do a zoom like this and record it or whatever and have them say, you know what community Eastern bank of South state trust national first corner of uh, merchant and farmers bank. You did a great job. Did I get them all in there? You did a great job of coming through when we were going to shut down our restaurant or we were going to shut down our, you know, whatever it is. And you helped fund it with this SBA program. And now we're still in business, you know, get those conversations out there and let the clients talk about, I mean, if you think bankers are stressed, think about the clients because the, the bankers are, are serving as a pass through to get this funding out there on a forgivable loan. So the banks can be worried somewhat about, you know, will they be, for, will it be truly forgiven or not? The client's thinking, will I ever get the money? And then the government's like, we got to get it out there, but make sure there's no fraud. So there's all these different levers moving at the same time. And uh, golly, what a 
public-private partnership and heck of a way to do it. But uh, let's see in the next week or two if it gets fully funded and if uh, Main Street America gets back up on their feet pretty quickly. Well, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, I'm a little cautious. I haven't gotten my any any of my payments yet. I haven't really received a whole lot of notice or, you know, you know knowledge back. And then even then, um, not that we're bankers don't know either. Like yeah, yeah. Every day they're getting like, well, we have to have this form and you have to have this thing. And they're like, when can I finalize it? Get my SBA ETRAN number, send it on a conditional approval and then get the funding within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, That's what everybody's trying to do that. Every bank right now is trying to do that exact scenario. And, um, you know, heads up to the, uh, or, or respect to the ABA for releasing a platform. Uh, two days ago, I believe they put out a, their own electronic platform for banks that might not have the IT sophistication or the resources uh, that you can go on, log on, you got to get an SBA number and you can go directly into eTran portal and um, put your clients through that way. Uh, so for the ones that struggled and, you know, thought, well, what are we going to do? Because you didn't even, maybe you didn't even have online account opening or something that should be table stakes at this point, just because your size investment it takes and the security and sophistication. And also now you can play through the association. So uh, good work there. Um, obviously we had our own, but we're at a, you know, we're over 10 billion, so we should, but there's others that don't have the time or money or resources to do it. So good job with your association. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, I mean, I guess, you know, to your point, being cautious, I would, I would warn any bank coming out with a, we kept somebody in business, um, type message just let, with the, let fact, the person say it, not the bank. Yeah. The yeah. That's one. But but I don't know that eight weeks of pay is going to keep some of. I mean, it's just been a struggle for some some people. I don't know that eight weeks of pay or whatever, ten weeks, but eight weeks are forgiven. And again, there's just so much condition conditionality. And I think um, I mean I saw yesterday morning. Obviously, I don't know where it's fallen out because I've been too busy working. The government's gone back to two trillion wasn't enough. So well, no. Last night the Fed rolled out a whole new plan. Theirs is a two trillion dollar plan on their own, and it and their plan is uh, called the Main Street program. They just released it last night. We didn't have the full details, but it's for and that's not just the backup of PPP and no, it's a whole new program. But it's it's for munis and larger companies. It's for like ten thousand plus employee companies, some major big companies like I don't know, like a Cooper Tires, and I'm just making that up, but like a huge company. So they're trying to yeah, Main Street type companies. Yeah, exactly. That they called it that, but uh, I don't know. The details are sparse right now. The point is, it's a whole other program because SBA, obviously, small business yeah. administration says so for small business. I think there were companies that were like, look, I've got two, you know, two thousand employees. I'm a large corporation. I don't qualify for this, but yet I'm still getting smacked by the economy. What's there for me? And I think the Fed realized that and said, uh, even the big companies that have good reserves are still impacted point being is uh there's a program for them now that we'll be hearing more details about in the next few days but let's get into something to do with what's going on in the world today i don't know how familiar you are with it but uh this in marketing not ppp program that i'm sure anyone it's like i thought we've been talking about something that's going on in the world like the only thing that's going on in the world no 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 this is good wait for it uh i think this week probably monday or tuesday i don't know the exact day quibi released their new app are you on quibi no, I tried and I deleted it. It kind of sucked. Well, so you are on the other fence of where I am. I think Quibi is is one of two things. It's either the new way that people will consume content and everyone should jump on it, or it's a flash in the pan, nice try at this niche 
content delivery app and everyone should say, you know, take what they came from it, but maybe it's the Napster before iTunes got here, a legal version and move on from it. So I'll, I'll throw it out cause I downloaded it and I like it, but, um, I don't like the app. I mean, the content's fine. See, I like the app. I think being able to just scroll up almost in a TikTok style where you're just looking yeah. at different movies and you've got these or, or shows and there's six minutes, six, seven minutes less pieces of content. Uh, I think it's cool. You can absorb it real quickly. It's kind of neat, the content they've put on it. And I've got some ideas around it, but I'll get your opinion first. To me, it felt like it came out of a focus group. Like, like this, like someone took a lot of research or assumptions about America and Americans and like put it in a pot and said, oh, Quibi, this is what you get. People have lower attention span and they want this and they want that. It feels very done to the audience, but I mean, it's not, look, I mean, I, my media consumption is super weird. I think it's probably anybody that knows me, it's pretty well known that I know a lot about pop culture and you know whatever weird facts but it really weirds people out when they find out i don't watch a whole lot of tv and stuff so i don't know it's just for me and, and my media consumption i don't know like i'm i'm done with like the 20 minute regular network shows like the th normal 30 minute show that's 20 minutes and then you've got eight minutes of commercials to fill up a 28 minute slot i don't know i mean I'm not saying it's not going to be successful i'm just going to say I, I don't know a scenario in which I, I would consume media that way, but I'd. Well, so here's here's the stats on it: three hundred fifty thousand subscribers in the first four days out of the box. Three hundred fifty thousand subscribers, four ninety nine a month, or seven nine. I think seven nine. Some something ninety nine, a little bit higher if you want no ads. Yeah. So they did an ad free version and an ad version. They have sold out all their ad space for the for the next year. So you can't even get on it now if you want to ads. I know a big a lot of the buys Pepsi, a lot of the buys Bud Light and Seltz, Bud Seltzer because I've, I've watched some of the shows. Uh, so obviously they found a market because they were able to sell their advertising. Obviously they found subscribers because they got 350,000 first week. But most of those are on a 90-day free trial period, which is genius because if you did it 30 days and you watched all the content or didn't like it, you would obviously have it top of mind to uh, erase it or get rid of it. But I think in 90 days, you know, so you're thinking what July now you're, you get your first charge on your credit card on your Apple pay or however you set it up PayPal and you've kind of forgotten about it. So I think there's some genius behind putting it at 90 days. And that also gives you time to watch it, not watch it, decide if you like it. I always put a, a notice on my calendar after 45 days to check in and, and erase it if I don't like it. But so far some decent shows, um, I like the more fictional stuff than the reality TV that's on there. But what I wanted to bring up in the Quibi was I think there's a couple of things about it we can learn. One is content as far as like, it's basically an app of Renaissance Nation because we yeah. were doing short content pieces before short content was put into this, this somewhat beautiful app. It's kind of intuitive that you scroll up. I haven't found that it's really easy to get like a, a hamburger menu drop down of all their stuff. It's on there. But my point is it's just like up, up, up. What is it? What is it? What is it? Search for it. I don't know what to search for because it's not like it's Netflix with known movies or known shows. It's all this kind of. Yeah, that was my deal. I went and looked for a thing that I saw advertised. I can't remember who, what it was. If it was a Will Forte thing, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway, I went and looked for a thing and I couldn't find it. And it was just like, hey, um, attention deficit disorder, dude, just scroll up until you see something you like. And I was like, I, 
like this again it seems like made we we made this for what we think you're gonna want and i was like well give me some healthy redundancy let me if I don't see something, can I at least search for something? I'm there with my Quibi Quick Bite, uh, whatever the plane. What's the commercial with the plane? What They're doing something. On, I'm in the middle of a PPP world, and uh, I had my six minutes for my show, and it didn't fulfill my need right then. Look, again, I'm crapping on it. I had a bad experience once, and now I hate it forever, which is sort of our standard operating procedure. See, I think I've had – I like the, the dangerous game or most dangerous game. I'm looking at here uh, – with Liam Helmsworth, say say his name, but um, and a couple of I think other. You put an extra L in there. Did I? Yeah. Well, I, you can know why I do that. <laughs> but um, I like it. I think the short episodes and dropping an episode every day. Which are you on the Alp or the website? I'm on the Alp. Okay. Not the website. Okay. But uh, uh, so some some downfalls is you you can't share the content, so like you can't throw it up on your screen. Uh, or put it on a TV. It's meant for um, you know just the consumption of the person on their phone or iPad, and uh, so it's that it's that intimate marketing that uh, they talk about on masterclass. It's that that intimate, right in your face, one to one marketing. But so here's what I take from it though: if Quibi is adopted as kind of the new platform of short form consumption of content, I think what banks could learn is could you create your own kind of Quibi content pieces that show your products and we do some of that so part of this is a bragging on us but you know could you have a, a site where you scroll up on all these little videos and like it's mobile deposits how to open account online it's it's what you need to bring in for a small business loan application it's what you need simple stuff like what you need if you want to make a transfer if you want to make a zelle payment like and they're all in these little quibby style videos on a site and you're scrolling up and they're all there and then when someone because we've seen a lot of call center volume during the pandemic uh, with these shelter in place calls, because like most banks now, we are drive through only. A lot of people are finding out for the first time things they can do online that they've never done. And so how do you teach them without keeping them on a call with your call center, especially if they're not tech savvy, uh, where you could just say, hey, go to this app. Uh, so it's an idea. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying the Quibi strategy of quick content in a decently intuitive app might be a nice thing to steal for some banks if they want to set up and go that route. Yeah. The only more word of warning. Well, first Quibi didn't in, invent short form content. I mean, they, they just sort of organized it and no, they Mark Twain it from promoted the hell out of it. They put, they put ads on real TV to get people to switch media Yeah. to where you're going with that. I think they, that banks would have to avoid a big problem that Quibi has, which again is picking your content. If I'm on there, like I went looking for this particular show and I scroll up and down the feed and I can't see it. Google's becoming contextual in its search more in its private, um, like, uh, uh, on the analytics side and things like that. Like they're encouraging you to say like, type in what's my best performing web page or what's my list, my top 10. So you can be conversational with, with it. I would say some sort of, you know, I need to deposit a check and it gives you, you know, here's mobile check deposit, here's ITM explainer, here's whatever. I think there has to be some nav and some intuitive nav. Um, I think expecting – now, there could be a playlist that's like, hey, are you new to um, – you know, with Corona, are you new to online banking? Here's the playlist, the primer playlist. We put together our top eight videos um, to get you up to speed on on mobile and digital. 
those type things for sure. And I hate to say it, I hate to be simplistic, um, but the guy behind the magic box is you can do that right now on a web page, on a mobile web page, and just stack um, YouTube or Vimeo or native players with any kind of normal blog function of a website. I mean, you could do that slash COVID learn now playlist page or whatever and have that sort of stream of content you know, there and maybe some written for, for different consumptions. Even for, for most banks with some sort of blogging platform, that is doable and deployable in about a week at the longest. If you already have the platform, if you don't, it's months. But a week, if you already have the platform, um, a day or two, if you're already sort of using it that way. But yeah, I think finding new ways to educate customers, you know, um, quick and engaging things. I mean, that's why we concentrate so much uh, at Mabus Agency on motion graphics, because there are things like even if you did a, a mobile check deposit with a live actor, you've got to have like six camera angles to to show what's happening. It's not a complex it's easier to do a mobile check deposit than it is to explain how to do a mobile check deposit. Oh, and weirdly enough, not to beat up on the cores that we as the bank love to beat up on, but like, it's almost like they'd never, they don't have good uh, dummy testing and, and like fake, here's how you deposit. Like you almost have to do a real one to make it work right. It's like, they'll give you, well, here's a testing platform to do it. But if you do it for real, you won't enter this section of it. Like this will be the part where you'll sign. Yeah, like a checkoff. Like your first one, like this one was a dummy, de like delete and don't process. But they'll skip like three steps in it. And you're, you're like, this would be the part where you took the picture, but we've already got it. And you're like, I need to show on camera for the customer the exact step. Because if you skip one and that's a crucial step, they'll be like, well, you never showed me how. Well, so we, we have to fake say, it. Yeah, we didn't have to put for mobile deposit only. We just signed our name on the back of the check. No, you have to put for mobile deposit at Renaissance Bank, not just, you know. So there's different nuances that I think motion graphics do a great job of being able to fake and it doesn't have to be a real action shot. So the opportunity here that I'm taking from the Quibi to it is not so much about Quibi. It's about quick run content. How can you do that for your bank to create an easy and absorbable way for your customer to get it in an intuitive layout? Now it's not so intuitive to find what you want on Quibi, but again, the shows are Quibi shows. They're not Netflix advertised no. or even mainstream, you know, big five, television shows where you see commercials and know about them no that no i, I would I, th there are that I, the most dangerous game and the other ones that's i went for the advertised show that was what really frustrated me i was like you told me to go and download this for a show and there's you like find them. there's like kardashian stuff and i was like yeah anyway. yeah no no i've seen the ads I, I guess what i was saying about it is for the bank you won't have like a, i mix up yeah, you, you won't, won't have that you won't see like an ad for mobile check deposit to go look on yeah. the site to learn about it but i do think if you could say you know, like I said, have all of that library of content and say, here again, here's your your welcome to online banking um, playlist or whatever, and play through it. I mean, because look, with motion graphics, I can explain mobile check deposit in ninety seconds. With live action, it would take me at least a minute and a half. Yeah, and so and then I'll also turn it to this. Oh no, we have to stop and laugh. We're we're gonna have to insert a laugh track. That was a that was a joke. A minute and a half. Bobby 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 laughed. The anyway. I, I missed my opportunity for that joke earlier. Anyway, it'd take you a minute and a half just to set up the microphone. Yeah. To, to the other point of this is if you're a bank that does a lot of content like we do as far as shows, Crafted, Dream Together, So True Y'all, Tier and Wes, I mean, if you have a content library, you're basically got a Quibi content set up ready to go. You just need to put it into a, 
uh, a delivery that's a little different from a web or a, a WAP or whatever you want to call it that uh, that delivers it. So in an app form, but I don't know that that matters, but I'm just saying a way to, to maybe get more absorption than social media, just putting it on social media and let people see it. Well, and I ascribe or subscribe or whatever to the Dave DeFazio, Dave Crook at Strategy Corps, Bazing thought process that why have one app when you could have a family of apps? Like if Renaissance Bank had a folder of apps, I, this, this like clutter reduction or whatever and trying to get all into one, I think we... No, yeah. Well, there's a security issue. Yeah. There's who sets it up issue. I mean, if you're designing through your core, you can't get it to look the way you want to. Now but, you can but, get the Conies and the partners that can bolt on and, and make a good looking app and the MXs of the world and these other ones. Uh, but to the point of it, if you're, a lot of us don't have the extra resources to put into that. So you have your table stakes app from your core or your whoever you have with your mobile and then why not do the Bazing style app that then you you label for your brand like a rewards then you could go to another one maybe it's an internal app for your company and you have these let's just call them Quibi style content videos maybe it's an update what's going on in your marketplaces what's the good news in your company what do people need to know about and then you have another app that might just be your your Renaissance Nation your content app and then you might even have a, a Renaissance, and I'm using our name, information app for products. So you, I could think of five legitimate apps that you could have. Now, whether the success of them would be sustainable or um, justifiable for the investment is another story. But I can think of five apps right now off the top of my head you could have. And that people are subscribing to your, your Amazon Primes and, and, and to check-in account subscriptions uh, because the bank gives them value. Uh, I could see this if it's done right and done well and then being marketed, you could have a whole folder for your bank. You know, when you make a folder, when you drag the, the apps into it, you could do a whole folder for your bank and then they open it up and there's a whole shelf of four or five apps. I don't have a problem with that. I think it used to be everyone thought it needed to be in one. Now I think why not just take up more shelf space with your brand on their phone if you're giving value. That's the, yeah. that's the one thing you've got to give a value for them to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, being able to cross link and things like that. Nothing's more frustrating, you know, since we've got into this rabbit hole. Um, I like it though. That, that if you said like, look at our knowledge center, like that's another video app. And then you have to back out and then go over to that thing. I mean, it's got some linking built in. I think you could link. I would link out of mobile. I, I would put links in mobile banking that you could link out of to it. I wouldn't put links necessary from the content into mobile banking because you would, they would have to be a customer to get into it would already have it. I would link into like an online account opening on a mobile uh, from there. So there'd be different, you'd have to figure out where you think your customer would want to go. Like if you watched a dream together soccer show on a Renaissance Quibi style content app, I don't think you'd want to click on it to go into mobile banking because you might not be a customer. And if you were going to do that, you would go ahead and go to the app, but you might want to click into, Hey, I want to get my affinity debit card. So you could click into that one. So there's like a lot, like to your point, there's a rabbit trail of, of, I don't know, connection that you would really have to map out before you did more than one or two apps. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I do think regardless of what my personal preferences are, media consumption is going to change. Either we're, you know, this locked in, stay in place, shelter in place, whatever, um, is either going to make us want to totally tune out. I mean, here's the other thing. I, I hope everybody actually does know. You can go outside. Um, I've, I've actually had to, like, hey, you, you, you can, like, go out of your house. You can go in your backyard. You can go on your porch. You can whatever. Anyway, but when we feel comfortable with that, we're either going to totally tune out of media, but I think we're probably actually hopelessly and more deeply 
addicted to media now. We didn't need something like this to just to be honed in on it, but now I think our patterns have gotten into. But you got back on Facebook during this. Like you've been on Facebook for probably like two years. And yeah, but that. But, it. but 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 uh, that's a a, a a micro genius maneuver in the fact that uh, if you ever watch my Facebook patterning, I only post something about once a year because I get that double dip when it says Josh Mabus hasn't posted back, anything hasn't for posted a while. In, and it just years. blows up. Like my 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 average. Uh, what you said got back. I logged back into Facebook. I have rarely checked it. I'm really trying. I'm trying to up my Instagram posting, and I've, I think I'm getting down to like one or getting up to once a week um, now. So just yeah, don't so have. I'm not even on. I'm, I'm on Instagram as a an account, but I've posted maybe one thing this entire year. I don't even think I posted this entire year. Now on Facebook, twice a week, probably LinkedIn every day. So it's just depends on what your platform is you like. And I'm obviously trying to sell no more next time my book right now on Amazon. So I'm using LinkedIn as my sales platform because I can't go to conferences. I can't go do a book signing, uh, you know, as unhumbling as that sounds. But, um, you know, so I got to use social media to, to sell the book. And so that's yeah. all I got right now. So to your point, I use LinkedIn because that's where I've got the most contacts. I seem to get the most engagement. Uh, my numbers are good. I mean, I'll post on there and I'll get 6,000 views sometimes. I mean, and I'm not making that up. I've gotten yeah. more. I think my, I've never busted a, busted into a, a 10,000 range, but I've gotten up there. Uh, and so that when I see that, I'm like, it's like candy, though. It's almost addictive. It's like I got to check, see how many views I got, see how many views I got. Well, and that's the real secret of why I don't log in very much. Um, I'm I'm absolutely sitting there refreshing, seeing who commented and I hate to admit it, but I know, I, I know I got a problem. So, um, I try to stay away from it. Instagram's a little bit, I mean, it's kind of like Quibi though. I mean, it's on the other side of it. It's, I think it's a good happy medium between the TikToks and, you know, in, in its era of, of, of coming out, Vine was sort of the, you know, the big competitor to Instagram. Instagram was already there and then Vine popped out and, uh, you know, with that, sort of quibby style but home produced stuff now tiktok it's really weird like i wouldn't have predicted tiktok you know after vine you would think like well that that kind of thing you talk about like i forgot the analogy you just used oh the napster like well, this didn't work then what's the next one I, you wouldn't have thought somebody would have dipped back into the the um, vine pond and found success with something like tiktok and they did so who knows? Quibi may succeed, and then somebody comes along and just you know skull drags it with the next upgrade. Or Quibi may fail, and somebody comes back eighteen months later with the TikTok version of it. You know, whatever the the next well, level upgrade. Something that I've noticed too is that a lot of the uh, digital platforms, content platforms, Prime, uh, Netflix hasn't done that. Hasn't done this, or at least I haven't noticed if they have. They upgraded their app to where you can make now in-app purchases to watch movies, and that wasn't. A few well, weeks that ago, wasn't, you, could, you couldn't that do that. An you upgrade. Had to go to, what's that? that was a negotiation with Apple. Apple, Apple wanted to 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 flow everybody through their platform, so to hinder their the others who had platforms like Apple Movies, they wanted you to go to iTunes and movies, purchase the movie or rent the movie. Yeah, and now, um, so that was one of the negotiating factors. Um, Bezos and I think it was Steve Jobs when he was still alive got into a little. Um, a weird little pissing contest and that that's the it's it's so funny how stuff in business like starts with something personal sometimes and, and i uh, noticed it this week i was yeah. scrolling through prime and it was like now available to have in-app purchases yeah, you used to have to go to a, a website 
and buy the buy the movie to watch it on your mobile phone. Do you know how many times I've? This is going to sound like the weird Johnny O can't get his tech right because it's true. I have I, I always seem to have either bad luck or bad skills. And it's probably more me with bad skills. But like I would, we'd want to watch a movie in our with our family, like in our one of the bedrooms, and I'd have to go to the Fire uh, Stick on one of our TVs in another room, pull it up, buy the app on Prime put it into my phone and then throw it on the TV with Wi-Fi in another room. Cause I didn't have the fire in that room, the fire stick in that room. I'm going to move it around. I know that's all technical. You could have bought another fire or Apple TV, but I would throw it off my phone through the Wi-Fi onto that TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was like this, all this, like, well, if I get it this way, I put it in this room this way. Now I'm just like, Oh, I can just buy it on my phone and just, you know, air mirror it on a screen. So it's like, yeah. it did take a step out. And then Amazon's obviously going to make more money because people will buy it and download it. So they can watch it when they, want to but i thought it was it has it happened this week it literally happened this week i can't tell you how much revenue that cost them i mean because there have been times for i mean i've actually gravitated weirdly more to youtube because it was an easier experience to like rent a new movie or buy a new experience uh, buy a new movie Hulu on youtube or something like that yeah yeah it's funny maybe maybe those um trends didn't change but i mean here's the deal we gotta do is we're not producing any new content uh, that that's gonna be this is gonna be the covid Quibi coming out in COVID is either it's springboard or it's death trap because it's quick content. This is kind of like writer strike. But you got to have it. You got to you got to feed the beast yeah, that that killed like shows like Lost that didn't come back as good. Weirdly made Big Bang Theory actually popular after it came back because it was about to I think it was about to be canceled. It wasn't very popular and came back and it it was. But if if we can't produce stuff. Uh, they're going to run out of fuel for the fire, so it'll be an interesting thing. And I mean, and and they're they they're set up for quick bites. Well, that's the that's the deal with uh, doing a Quibi style content for a bank. I don't think you can produce enough content uh, to keep people going to it. But I do like the push alert idea that like there's a new show today. You know, watch ACC Shorts. There's a new show this week. Watch whatever. But I mean, you'd really have to bone up on content to be able to keep someone going back to the app that's what kind of that's the one thing for a bank to try to put something on it but well, i do like the idea of the short run content i do like it in one place i do think there are rabbit holes that, like you might watch an sec shorts and go these are funny i want to watch some more and then you have 15 on there and you scroll through them and watch them i mean that's the advantage of having a platform like that well i think it it's a level up for what david bb you know he said what what you quote him all the time don't ever don't advertise on the show be the show is that what don't is- be the commercial be the show yeah, so or now, be the show, not the commercial. He says it one way or the other. But anyway, yeah. that's his point. Well, then this, I think this is what we're talking about is a level up. Don't be the commercial, be the show. Don't be the show, be the platform. Yeah. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, I think there may be, I don't know, sorry to handicap it, but five, between five and 50 banks in America, out of the, out of the uh, 6,000 that could do this. Now, well, let me say this that can and would do it. Like B of A can. You know, the bigger banks can, but is this a good – I think there's some some people this isn't appropriate for. You know, that it's just not the right play because they can do other things. But it's almost like um, uh, what's our – Brian Fonville, I can't think of the the, the bank in, um, in Waco, Texas. Th- those guys um, do really good content every once in a while. Um, and, I mean, I think Joe is sort of the on-screen guy. I think it's – they're the the family's bank, so he's a, a high, you know, a, a leader in that bank. So, but it's but it's like five videos a year, if that. Yeah, like but it's but not. the point is, it's it's somebody you got to be good at it. 
not just being funny, being informative, and and almost just have a staff to do it. I mean, you have to become a media company, but I do think it's equitable for some banks. I really do, and I think I think there are some banks that could be. I mean, it was sort of like when we did IDX. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm quote too busy to do social myself, but doing like the intro video, like th- there's. I have to be motivated to do that stuff. You know, like, I mean, there has to be a reason. Like, it was, it hit, that that thing hit me, and it was like, this needs to be done. If you don't know what IDX is, go to mabusagency.com slash IDX. You'll see Johnny and uh, me doing a live virtual conference that's not live anymore. It has passed, but you can see the recording of it when it was live. You know, I think when you figure out that cadence and you have something to say and you do a pretty decent job at it, it is very, very equitable, and you can just, just quite frankly, dunk on other banks. And it doesn't have to be this incredible high production value. What I'm talking about is not the IDX. I'm talking about I did a promo video where I selfie and selfie stick. I got selfie stick, long stick arms. And it was just, you know, I was up here at the office by myself. It's like the set's downstairs. Let me invite people. And getting more organized about that, um, using the live platform, I plan to go live more. I'd love to have gone live, you know, during some of this PPP stuff and give some encouragement and some, you know, pointers on, on communication and things like that. Anyway, you can do it. Uh, somebody can do it. Uh, we'll, I don't know, maybe that's our next IDX. We talk about how to make a show and how to, how to, how, how to make a show. Maybe this is it. How to make a show, how to make a series and how to make a platform. That, that may be our next. Go to mabusagency.com slash IDX and tell us, give us, give us a thumbs up. I don't know, whatever. So, give us some encouragement to do that. If you want to hear how to do it. No, I think that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good play. Uh, you know, let, let's talk about how to create the content. I mean, I, you know, I speak about the four C's, the, the content connection, conversion, and then campaigns. But I think maybe you show it because, you know, a lot of people aren't doing it. And we know that. I mean, I look at all these other banks. I mean, are you going to come back from COVID and do the same stuff? Here's a check campaign, a direct mail campaign, deposit campaign, pull in a list, doing a call campaign. Like, are you going to do the same thing? Here's the deal. In, in wrapping up, I'll leave with a big, big tactical Frank Mabus style. <laughs> Be if frank. you go, if you go back and do the same thing, if COVID didn't didn't hinder your bank, you will derail it. There, if anyone in your bank is under the false impression that we're going to be able to go back to normal, I know we keep saying new normal. I hate that phrase. I just tell you. The new normal is going to be change. It's going to be paranoia. It's going to be waiting for the next COVID. It's going to be waiting for the next derailment um, for our business and our economy. But if you go back and you're like, oh, we're back to normal now, or if you're doing it now, if you're like stiff upper lip and just keep with the plan and read the room is all I'll say is, and the world is the room. It is. There are people that completely deny COVID on one hand, and then people that are, I think, way too um, concerned on the other side if you can be too concerned anyway don't do that don't do that the world changed you need to stop I, I tell banks all the time when I start with them like we will not have to re-strategize like when we set our marketing strategy we will the, the overall brand strategy how your brand communicates we will not have to revisit this um, unless something happens in the world that causes just the sentiment of the world to change well Something just happened to cause the sentiment of the world to change. You're still going to have to advertise the, the the programs and services and products that you just mentioned. We still got to sell checking accounts when we come out of this. We still got to do this, that, and the other. I think there's going to be blood in the water. I think as many banks um, did a hero's job um, in PPP, I think we're going to have banks that drop the ball. 
I mean, it's just statistics. I hope that's none of you listeners. If we had overperformers, then we have to have underperformers, you know. And there's going to be a lot of stories coming out about how you helped your clients and your community and all that. And, and I get every bank's going to say, we're, we stayed strong and sound and had great capital and liquidity and all that. Like, that's going to be the narrative that most banks will take. But how do you do a, well, let's just say it, a better job of either explaining it or take a, a more attention grabbing approach afterwards because you know i can call it's just i think it's going to be kind of like 2008 and that uh the stories come out of it we're going to be about who who served well who was strong who survived who was there for their community and that's going to be you know we see a lot of repetition and every 10 years you, you see it again and so i'm kind of looking to how do we differentiate that message for us when we did that we were we or thus far we've been that so uh it'll be it'll be an interesting play coming out if everybody survives which right now we're operating under the assumption, then that's not a very strong message because that's more of the sea of sameness that banks are guilty of. But isn't of that what we do? That's years. what banks do, though. Yeah, that's like, like I was state in business today. That's pretty status quo. Like, or, or, or that, that's actually a weak statement. Like, well, I could have gone out at any time. Um, <laughs> don't go back to business as usual. Read the room. Look at platforms. Let us know if you want the, you know, the, the funnel of content creation from, from again, Commercial to show, to campaign, to platform. I think, I don't know, maybe maybe people just heard the genesis of the next um, agenda, itinerary. I like it. Yeah. Well, y'all stay safe, stay home, unless you have to, unless you're essential, and we're all essential in, in somebody's life. But anyway, um, stay safe, and then uh, we'll um, hopefully we'll get all through this in the next month or two, or shorter. <laughs> or longer but uh keep on doing what you're doing and uh again stay, be there for your customers be there for your employees and keep your brand top of mind so for the marketing money podcast this is john oxford josh you want to sign off signing off yeah, well let me throw this lesson off in there go to amazon no more next time marketing in the age of distraction by john oxford 1995 or 99 cents on your kindle and just so you know, it's not next. I made the mistake. I couldn't find it. John kept asking me if I enjoyed his book. Yeah, he thought it was about people getting their heads chopped off or something. Next. Like it was yeah, a, it's not It's not the space between your torso and your cranium. It's, it's not. It's not. Next. Like the next thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, so. My bad. Anyway, signing off for the Marketing Money Podcast. Signing off for? The Marketing Money Podcast. Marketing Money Podcast. <laughs>